0: It's time to step into the more that God has for you. This is Eunice Lai, and I would like to welcome you to today's episode of Beyond the Building with Laura Pereno and Debbie Kiever of the Beyond Women's Conference. Well, welcome back to our final podcast in the month of November. Uh, This has been a series called I'll Praise You Anywhere, and Laura, this has been every month is fun doing this with you. Honestly, I get so much fun just sitting sharing the word of God with you and telling our testimonies and swapping stories and digging in about how this applies to our lives. But it has been really an incredible month of testimonies from uh, Chip and Natalie and also Pam Peoples. And gosh, we had our interview last week with Abraham from Genesis 22. That was really, really great, but that was the one that was hard, right? It was about just being a person of praise in the places of surrender. But today we're talking about praising you on the mountain.
1: You know, it's interesting, Debbie, because uh, just even saying that, I I think the first response when I hear praising you on the mountain, like praising you when you come through God, like praising you last week, we talked about, uh, Abraham and Isaac praising you when you send the Ram. Yes. Seems like that would be something where we're like, well, of course we would praise God on the mountain. Mm -hmm. Of course, because he's done the thing. And, and yet it just struck me as we've been uh, reflecting on this month, uh, there is, we have got to be people who intentionally praise on the mountain because the reality is as we go through this today, it's not the natural response of our hearts to do that. Right. Right. Um, now the song praise you anywhere is a song that uh, many of us have heard on the radio right now. Brandon Lake is singing it. Um, and twice this year, I have had really the great joy of um, being at a concert with Brandon Lake and Phil Wickham um, being the worship leaders for that night. And what, what struck me was uh, both concerts, the very first song was I'll Praise You Anywhere. Mm-hmm. And um, it it just hit me because when you're talking about a, a concert venue of 8,000 people, you are looking at a lot of people who are going through all kinds of things. Mm-hmm. And they come out singing this upbeat, I'm going to praise you
0: anywhere. Anywhere
1: right? It's like our story has to start with praise. Our day has to start with praise, regardless of where we are on the mountain, in the valley, in the silent, we got to praise them anywhere. It's got to be like the key thing that we do.
0: It's like, so where is your anywhere? Where, where is this podcast finding you? That's right. Is it when you're like, we've talked about this, this month, are you, is your anywhere in the place of silence? where you don't know what God is doing and you're really having trouble hearing them, you know, in those quiet places, are you feeling like you're stuck in the middle? Are you in a a season where God is saying, I need you to wait. I need you to surrender something that's really important to you. What is your anywhere place right now? Because making the choice today, regardless of what your situation is to worship God right where you are, that is the key. But some of us might be saying, hey, things have actually been going pretty, pretty good for us. You know, today is about your story of being on the mountain. So I love that phrase. Laura, when you think about that, what are you thinking about with a mountain that you're going to give praise to God on?
1: Yeah, well, I, first of all, I love reflecting on the idea of being on the mountain, right? There's just something that comes along with that that is so huge. And to think of praising God on the mountain, this would be a whole nother podcast, Deb, if we were to look at all of the mountains in scripture, right, where people were called to praise or to worship God in a particular way. That's actually a An idea for maybe another month, maybe January.
0: Yeah, that's that's a great (laughs) that might be
1: something, right? What what happens on the mountain? Um, but you know, when we're thinking about a sacrifice of of praise, typically we think of that coming from a, a hard time, right? And sometimes I think for me it's a little bit easier when I'm going through a hard time Debbie I like intentionally say I'm really going through a struggle lord so I really I know I need to praise you so I'm going to praise you where I am and I think when we are going through a hard time we're a little more reflective on God's presence in our lives right because we're desperate mm-hmm. we need him right it's equally challenging I think uh to praise him on a mountain or maybe more challenging to praise him on the mountain Um, because sometimes when we're on the mountain, we forget,
0: you forget, you're just enjoying the mountain.
1: Yeah. And we are kind of like, well, we don't really need God to intervene in my moment. Right. And so we kind of move away from that. So today we're going to look at, um, a familiar story in the new Testament, uh, Jesus encounters 10 men, um, who have leprosy. Now, as we look at their story in reflection to our past podcasts, uh, leprosy, you know, for them, it was a silent time. Right. Because they are only talking to each other. Right. People are not Mm -hmm. coming up and saying, Hey, let me tell you everything that's going on in Jerusalem. They are all by themselves out there. And then if you look at it, uh, we talked about Chip and Nat's uh, amazing testimony about being in the middle. These guys, they, they never would have known that they were in the middle because there was no end for them. Right. Leprosy was like final call. You were not getting healed from leprosy through anything natural. And so for them to think that, you know, middle implies there's an end, like they wouldn't say they were in the middle and then surrendering in the middle of their place that they were. I mean, Theirs was a forced surrender, if we can Mm -hmm. even call it a surrender. So we've got these, we've got these 10 guys who, man, I mean, everything in the natural is completely against them, but Jesus is going to encounter them uh, and bring them to a mountaintop experience.
0: Well, let's jump into Luke 17. We'll kind of work our way through this passage, uh, starting in verse 11 and reading through 14 says now on his way to Jerusalem. Jesus traveled along the border between Samaria and Galilee. As he was going into the village, 10 men with leprosy met him. They stood at a distance and they called out in a loud voice, Jesus, master, have pity on us. And when he saw them, he said, go show yourself to the priests. And as they went, they were cleansed. Oh my goodness, Lars, so much there.
1: I know we said this about Genesis 22 last week, (laughs) but literally, (laughs) Debbie, as you're reading it and I'm reading along with you, I'm kind of like, oh my goodness, that phrase, that phrase, that phrase. What God was doing in this story in just a few verses is so powerful. There's so many wows in this passage. Um, You know, to consider these men, they had to stay at a distance. They were unclean because of their condition. I I can't even imagine. You know, sometimes when you're going through the struggle and and it's on the inside in your heart or even the physical things that you're going through on your body, I mean, you don't want to walk around crying out like, this is my issue, right? Right, right. Just want to make sure everybody knows here that I am going <laughs> through it, right? But this is what they have to do. They literally have to walk around and say, I am unclean. Oh, don't we love to like cover up?
0: Well, our it's things? a label. It's a exactly. label that they wear. It's like, what's the worst <laughs> exactly. label? you know that you think you need to wear and that's the one you're projecting
1: exactly exactly and we try to hide those things right we try to cover those things so you know based on our previous co- podcast where you know our friends and family were talking about the fact that in their struggle they were crying out or they still are crying out um words of praise and thanksgiving to god who god is right these guys they they're crying out words that actually are declaring their struggle Mm-hmm. And I think that's interesting because they were basically, you know, I can, we can look at this and say, well, they were declaring their struggle. They weren't trusting God, whatever that might look like. But basically, they were just doing what the world told them they had to do.
0: Right. Right. They were, yeah, it was was instruction.
1: Yeah. So like whatever, uh, every, all the other lepers, everybody else that was going through that struggle, they all cried out unclean. And the world's told us that when we're in this struggle, we too have to cry out unclean, right? So these 10 guys, they're not like, sorry, Deb, the Debbie Downers, right? They're (laughs) not the ones who are walking around.
0: um, No offense.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm glad. I'm taking, I'm glad. Um, so they're not walking around just saying, well, we're going to make people feel sorry for us. They literally are are responding to their situation that they found themselves in, in the way that the world told them they needed to respond.
0: Right. When you, when you're saying that about yourself all the time and other people are seeing you going unclean, 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 it just becomes part of your identity.
1: Exactly. Like it's not even,
0: it's not even um, a possibility thinking that I would be anything, but because this was a death sentence.
1: That's right. For them. And nobody would say to them, well, they should talk about something else. The world literally <laughs> told them it's good to talk about it. Tell everybody. Right. And I just think, well, I don't want to get ahead of us here, but I do feel like we can get into, we're just, we're just going to talk the way the world does. We're just yeah. going to start talking about situations this way, rather than reflecting on the things that God has told us to reflect on.
0: Mm-hmm. I think when I look back on this, this month, what we Chip and Natalie talked about, what Pam's story Um, you know, their testimonies, everything in your circumstance, in the silence or in the middle, right, where you're waiting, what you want to cry out is actually going to be negative. It's going to pull you down. And that's what feels natural to you in the moment, Mm -hmm. because I think because you're looking at your circumstances, when you're looking at your circumstances, your natural reaction is going to be in the negative vein. It's going to be discouraging. Choosing to cry out praise to the father in the hard place is supernatural. That's right. And so these guys, they're actually calling, crying out in a very natural, it's just normal. It's what you do. But for them to cry out, having leprosy, like God is so good. This is amazing. You know, that's (laughs) that's just not, that's not what they wake up thinking about.
1: That's right. It's not what the world tells them to do. And they're going along with what the world tells them to do. Right. But it's so interesting because they're crying out, declaring what's keeping them down. What's keeping them bound, Right. But, but watch this because I think it's so interesting They encounter Jesus and he responds to their cry, even when they aren't giving praise, right? They're focused on their struggle Mm -hmm. and they still have an encounter with Jesus. There is so much grace in this, right? It's not like God doesn't say, Hey, if you are not giving me praise in the struggle that you're in, then yeah, you know what? I'm just going to go to the person who is. God meets us in the places where we are operating in the natural, in the places where maybe we are focused on our problem, God pursues us even when we are not actively pursuing him in praise.
0: And that is such incredible grace. It's a gift that we didn't deserve. Yep. You know, it's like him saying, I I get that you have a very limited perspective right now. And I love you. And I love you more than this, um, uh, You're limiting me. You're limiting what you believe that God can do in your circumstances. And he's not blasting them for that lack of faith because they, they had not seen, they had not seen what God was capable of doing in their lives. It wasn't even on their radar and God just was patient with them and was going to give them an opportunity right. To be able to get to a mountain place.
1: That's right. I think,
0: I think it's the same thing for us. Sometimes we get irritated with people because we're like, can't you just be thankful for what you have? Yes. And maybe there's places of brokenness that are so deep in their lives at the times that, that they, they just, it's not in their experience to know how to thank God in the midst of hardship. And we might be like, well, you could be a little bit more gracious about this or yeah. a little yeah. bit, you know, more positive. And they're just looking at you like, I have no idea how to do that. Remember God went first with, with kindness and gentleness and giving them an opportunity. We need to do the same thing, you know, to really, to, to press in for that person and cry out that God would, you would do something supernatural in your story. He will put us in a position where then we then have to choose. That's right. To remember to give thanks, but he's so, he's so tender, you know, to us in places where we're just still very focused on who we are and what, what we want. We've all been in that spot. We've all yep. been in spots where uh, we're crying out, complaining, help us. And that's the natural thing. But God is saying, I want you to cry out for the supernatural. That's going to be, I want you to cry out and praise to me. That's right. And then right in that moment, right? Jesus heals them. Like he heals them. Yep. And it's not like he, remember, if you go back to that, that passage, He didn't say here, let me put my hands on you. He just said, now go, go show yourself. I would be like, show yourself where, Yep, you know, we're not even allowed (laughs) near anybody, but as they went, as they stepped out in obedience, that's where they were healed. Mind-blowing.
1: That's right. It's
0: mind-blowing. That's right. If you really want to look at the story again, like the Genesis 22, there's so much about Jesus touching the untouchable, speaking to the unapproachable, Right like touching someone with leprosy. That's just something you just did not do. He was not concerned about their uncleanliness. He, his desire was to make them whole.
1: Amen. Amen. All right. So now we have 10 people who had a struggle and now they're on the mountain, right? 10 people who now are healed. I mean, they never, yeah, right. It's so completely healed. Leprosy is gone. Their lives are changed. God has moved in their lives in a way that they never would have seen coming. Even though they said, have pity on us, right? You know, Mm -hmm. in the middle of it, they're like, yeah, it's never going to change. Right. 10 people on the mountain, Deb. Uh, And again, it goes back to the very beginning today. We would expect on the mountain, that we praise him on the mountain. But verse 15 of this chapter says one of them. I mean,
0: we, I mean, it was a death sentence.
1: Yeah. And, and and now one, right, right. One, when he saw he was healed, he came back praising God in a loud voice That kind of sounds like a good concert singing that song. And he (laughs) threw himself at Jesus feet and he thanked him and oh, we could go on about this, but we're not. And he was a
0: Samaritan. Samaritan.
1: (laughs) I mean that right there, right there. You got a Samaritan on the mountain. The other nine may not have been Samaritans. And this one guy on the mountain comes back and Jesus asked, I love this. We're not all 10 cleansed. Mm -hmm. Where are the other nine? No one has returned to give praise to god except this foreigner and then he said to him rise and go your faith has made you well deb again let's just keep going back to this 10 people just Mm -hmm. got a miracle
0: yeah they went from the valley literally right lepers leper colonies were like in valleys in caves it was just an awful place of death and he moves them from there to the mountain supernatural mind blown, could never have picked this was going to happen. Yep. And so you would, you would think, you would think they would all be walking together like, snap, look at my skin. Let me say, and they're <laughs> checking each other's skin out. I right. would, you would think they would turn around and go back, throwing themselves at Jesus's feet in gratitude and cling, because they knew, they knew he was that he was the changer. Oh, he amen. was the one that, opened up the blessing, did the supernatural. Why would you not turn around and run back?
1: Amen. You know, I I can't remember where I heard this, but a while back I was reading a book and we read the story and we're like, we cannot believe 10 men on a mountain with a miracle. And they did not praise God because of course we would praise God when we got our miracle. Mm -hmm. We often look at people's stories in the word of God and we are shocked that they Uh don't respond in the way that, We would have responded, right? Because we put ourselves in that story and we're like, of course, we would have praised God on that mountain. But the reality is the fact that they did not come back is what we are all prone to do.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And so we have to literally talk about the fact that we have to praise him on the mountain. Again, we would think this would be a natural thing naturally i'm i'm thinking if if i'm there amongst the story i'm seeing 10 guys that walk away together one comes back to praise god but i'm seeing a lot of conversation right nobody is moving their mouth anymore to say i'm unclean i'm guessing that 10 people are walking away from there saying we're healed we just got our miracle. Like Mm -hmm. we get to go see our kids. We get to go see our parents or our family. Like, Oh my goodness. I mean, literally he just said to do this, like reflecting on what God did, Mm -hmm. but not coming back to give him the praise. Right. Mm -hmm. It's like their, their talk has changed again. I would say in what is natural to do, right. When you're in the Valley, it's natural for us to speak words of, the valley when you Mm -hmm. get the miracle it's natural for us to speak about what's happened Mm -hmm. and retell the story but it's supernatural when we turn around and give him praise they were saying what happened but they didn't give him praise and for that like i say ouch and i repent but i can't really uh reflect on this story enough without even sharing a super quick a story in my own life. Debbie, I know I've shared this with you before and maybe I've shared it on the podcast, but I mean, for all of my teen years and into my childhood years in the beginning of my twenties, um, I, I could not eat ice cream or cheese. I couldn't drink milk, right? I eggs, all those things. Like I had a huge, huge issue with those things and I would get super, super,
0: um, so well, now I, 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 roomed, I, with you. I roomed with I
1: could you. I have the ice cream. I had to go to TCBY and eat the country's best yogurt, which I did love that. But I can never have the ice cream. And when I graduated from college and I, uh, I met a guy who was, um, really, uh, believing in the gifts of healing. And I really hadn't thought about it all that much, to be honest with you. And, um, cause it was just what I became accustomed to, right. We right. would go out to eat and I would, first thing I'd say was, I'm sorry, I can't have the ice cream or can you please not put the cheese on that? Like that's, that's what I spoke. It mm-hmm. was natural, and. Uh, I remember I went to a church service with him and there was a gentleman who was preaching and he called, if you need a healing for anything, come up to the front. And I was like, well,
0: all right. I'll try it. I'll go.
1: Right. And so it was a, just a small church. And I went up. To Did the you front. run
0: up and say, not say leprosy, but I was like, lactose intolerant, lactose <laughs> intolerant coming through. Watch out.
1: You know what? It's funny. Cause like it, even going up there, you're like, do I, do I say what my problem is to everybody else? Yeah. You know, I just like, I don't even know. Um, and I'd never done something like that before. So I was kind of like, I don't even know what to do here, but, uh, and I love Jesus. I mean, I've been a believer for a long time and I just remember so clearly that when I was prayed for, for this stomach issue, um, I got up from the, the pew where I was, um, kneeling and I went back to this uh, guy that I was with and I said, um, I want you to take me to Denny's and I'm going (laughs) to get, um, eggs with cheese and an ice cream sundae. And he was like, all right, let's do it. So we went to Denny's, we got eggs with cheese and an ice cream sundae and a glass of milk. And go for it. (laughs) I never, Debbie, I did not get sick that night. I have never been sick again. Now I will tell you that when that happened, um, I was the one who came back. I was like reflecting on not just what God did, but I was like, he's the healer. Like, I didn't know all of this, right? (laughs) Like, I was like, God, you are so good. You are so good. I'm just so in awe. Thank you. Thank you. But what happens is like now it's been 30 some years. I have eaten a lot of ice cream. cream. (laughs) a lot of pizza since that day and um sometimes both at the same meal and i will tell you <laughs> that unless somebody else at the table talks about having an issue with lactose um i i'm I'm the one, right. That does not stay on the mountain. I'm the one that's just like eating the ice cream, forgetting that there was ever a day when I couldn't eat the ice Mm -hmm, cream mm -hmm. until somebody else says, you know, I can't have the ice cream. Then immediately I go into God is so good to me because I'm eating the ice cream, you know, God's the healer. Um, But it's just interesting because sometimes I forget to continue to give him praise every time I should be eating ice cream. It shouldn't be just like, God bless this. It's like, God, you intervened in my story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, wow. Thank you. I'm still on the mountain every time I have an ice cream cone. So how about that?
0: So Laura, my husband, you know, word owns a wealth management company and we have a theme verse that uh, we revisit every year when we have our annual dinner with our stakeholders. We, we, Like our families and friends and the spouses and pastors—that's that's that's who this dinner is for. We revisit the same principles in Deuteronomy eight. It's quite a lot of verses there, and and the God is speaking to the Israelites, saying, "When you have, you know, entered this promised land, you have eaten as much as you possibly can, until you, you know, when you've gotten to the place where you've built the fine houses where." your cattle have you know mm. just exploded in numbers when all these things have grown and multiplied and prospered and he says very clearly if you forget mm. where it came from and you don't stop and praise me for it it's it's actually a really harsh passage he goes mm. i'll take it away mm. I will take it away. Yeah, and yeah. so as our company has grown over the years and God has blessed it, we have felt like every year this needs to be the culture Amen. of this company is to go back and say acknowledge here's the growth this year. God, you started this from nothing. Amen.
1: Amen. You start
0: and so all the growth, all the protection, all the provision, Amen. all the blessing, the favor, it is coming from the Amen. Father. Amen. That's he right. gives us the privilege of working hard, but everything that's accomplished is coming from him. And so I think we need to put ourselves in a certain reset button, you know, where you, you, whether it's you eat your ice cream and it's this fleeting little prayer that goes, Scott, thank you for the healing. Yes.
1: Yes. It doesn't right. have
0: to be like this big, I'm yelling from the mountain right. <laughs> that, you know, God healed me 30 years ago. It's got right, to, right, right. I treasure this taste.
1: Right. Yes. Thank yes, you for yes. this cheese pizza. Yes. You know, just.
0: It's yes. it's just that recalibrating. And I feel like the more you keep that in your mind where you continue to give praise mm-hmm. for those the big things and the small things. That's right. Right? The small things, it becomes the culture of your personal life. That's right. That's and, right. And it's not like, oh, I haven't thanked God for this for 10 years. Yeah. It's the culture. That's right. Of
1: it. That's right. I love that. I love that. I mean, in a
0: marriage, right? How many things do you do for your spouse? And if they're like, I thanked you when we first yeah, got married for right. making a dinner. That's right. You kind of like to hear that again. That's so I right. uh, will, right. you know, a will shout out for my husband. I make his lunch. I have made his lunch for 34 years mm. and he, 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 no, I don't enjoy making his lunch, but mm-hmm. I enjoy my husband. So mm-hmm. one of the things that I appreciate is that when I put that lunch box down on his chair to get ready to go to work, he goes, thank you for my lunch mm. made with love.
1: Oh, that's, and that's what he says. That's awesome. That's just what he says.
0: And so that's the culture. Yeah. And it keeps the intimacy there between the two of us.
1: Amen. You know, I love the fact that this is the week after Thanksgiving Mm -hmm. (laughs) right? and praise and Thanksgiving. So go hand in hand there. So I love the fact that we're reflecting on that too. Um, so as we, as we kind of wrap, start wrapping this up, um, we want to have a practical plan on making sure that we are praising God in our struggles. Right. And so I think the first thing that comes to my mind, uh, going back to the story of the lepers is, um, we have to start living in the supernatural presence of God. And here's what I mean by that, right? It is a mindset as we meditate on his word. Um, as we spend time with him, we are going to get into this mindset better, but when God moves in our story, it's supernatural, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: right? And God is moving in our story all of the the time, time, right? So God is constantly moving in supernatural ways. The very fact that we have the creator of the universe, who is eternal, right? Always has been, always will be, and is present today. The very fact that he is present with us is supernatural. And so often in life, we focus on the natural stuff of life, we'll call it, right? And it's easy for us to get into a natural mindset because we're Mm -hmm. focused on natural stuff. But when we can look at every part of our day, um, and see the supernatural presence of God in it. Mm-hmm. I feel like we get more into a mind space, headspace, uh day-to-day routine of living in the supernatural, uh crying out in the supernatural, recognizing the supernatural and less focused on or connected to what we see in the natural. Um, you know, because when he moves in our stories, it's not just a natural thing. It's supernatural. I feel like I've said the word supernatural, like 25 times already, but supernatural breeds supernatural, right? And so we want to be people who aren't focused on the natural, but live in relationship with the one who created the universe and literally is in our story. I think it reshifts our mind to be focused intentionally on praising him especially when we're on the mountaintop.
0: You know, there is an author, speaker, uh, pastor, female pastor, Heidi Baker, who is, uh, she and her husband started Iris Ministries in Mozambique. I've heard her speak many times um, in person and I've read her, a lot of her books. But the thing that strikes me about Heidi, number one, is that intimacy with Jesus is the top priority mm. for her. Um, just, she loves to just, as she calls it, waste time with Jesus. Mm. And um, I got to tell you a story. I was at a, a, a conference and I went to hear Heidi Baker teach. Mm. Like I I drove an hour and a half with teenagers yeah. to hear Heidi Baker. So Heidi yeah. comes out and she says, um, Hey, could you mind if we just worship Jesus a little bit? So I'm like, everybody's like, sure, sister, like, is yeah. what we do, right? She, <laughs> so she literally just goes on her knees and faces like away from the stage. Mm-hmm. She's on her knees and she just starts, She's between uh, her microphones on, but it's just kind of between her and Jesus. And you feel like you just all disappeared. Mm-hmm. So, so I'm, I'm all right, I'll do this, right? We'll just focus on Jesus. So about five minutes into it, I get this thought, what is she doing? Like Mm -hmm. like I'm looking at my watch and I'm thinking, she's like like honestly, she's wasting time. Like I drove all these teenagers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But to watch the back of her head while she's just worshiping Jesus, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, it went to 14, it went to 14 minutes. Not that I'm counting. The minutes, but Laura, (laughs) I'm sitting here going, I start checking emails on my phone. Mm -hmm. I went to the bathroom. I came back. Mm -hmm. She's still in this place of just worship. And then she stands up and she turns around and she goes, there is nothing more important in my life than just being with Jesus. Mm -hmm. I just love wasting time with Jesus. Mm -hmm. And I'm going, I just think you just wasted time.
1: Yeah, yeah. Right.
0: And like, yeah. I'm struggling with this Yeah. girl. You have like another 40 minutes left yeah. to teach. Right, right. I didn't come to watch the back of your head. Right. But then she said, I'll bet somewhere in here, some of you were fine for five minutes. Mm. You start looking at your phone. Mm. You started talking to your neighbor. Some of you probably went to the bathroom. Of course, I'm like, yeah, yeah, "Yeah." yeah. gosh, she's like talking about me, but she wasn't looking at anybody. And her point was it's intimacy, right? This Mm -hmm. is what we're pursuing. Well, what's this have to do with this, this podcast? Heidi lives in the supernatural. Yes. an awareness, right? So because the intimacy is what breeds this, I I'm going to look at life through his eyes. Yep. Because she's so close to him when she goes into a village, she's in Africa, when she goes into a village that's never heard about Jesus before, she tells them, bring me everybody who is deaf and who is blind. And she says, and, and we just, we pray and they're all healed. Mm. And I'm like, you said, what? She has yeah. to just pray and they're all healed. And then they're intrigued and they will listen to the gospel mm. and the entire, the entire village will come to Christ. Wow. What's the, what's the parallel here? She knows how to praise him in the heart for sure. When you read her her testimonies, because it's no joke living where she does live, but she praises him on the mountain and the supernatural mindset comes because she, she is intimate with the father. She sees what he does. She thanks him for everything he does. She gives credit. She's, she's taken in thousands of orphans and they never run out of food. They Mm. never, ever run out of food. And these kids are taught the culture. You ask, you press in, you sacrifice, you praise in the heart and watch what God does supernaturally. Now you go right back to the father and you thank him. It's like this cycle. And now her, this is like 35 years in this ministry doing this. Mm. This is someone who is living out the intimacy the mindset of the supernatural and seeing the supernaturally repeated and then constantly running back. She is always the one. She is always the running running back. But Heidi has thousands that are running back with her because she's Mm. modeled it.
1: Wow. That's amazing. That's amazing. That's a perfect example of what we're talking about today. Being close to Jesus and spending time with him really does change our perspective on how we praise him regardless of where we are, but especially on the mountain. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that we're we are all, we're both, right? Here we are, two of us, we're mm-hmm. both grandparents. And um, I know this is the true of, of your grandkids too, but the more time I spend with my granddaughter, the more she thanks me for the things that we do together. And And that, I don't even know when it all started, but as soon as she learned how to say thank you, she just started saying, thank you for everything. And, mm. you know, I can be helping her down the steps and she'll say, thank you, my mom, for helping me down the steps. And then I can take her off for ice cream. And it's the same. Thank you. Thank you, my mom, for taking me out for ice cream. Of course I should be thanking God thank at that you moment your too. Ice cream. <laughs> we're having ice cream. And then uh, it doesn't matter what we do. It's constantly, thank you, my Thank you, my mom. Thank you, my mm-hmm. And I, you know, I just think to myself, like it, it has become her response mm-hmm. when we're together. And I think she's thanking me not just because I'm doing the thing, mm-hmm. but because I'm doing the thing with her. With her. Yeah. Right. And she's just so grateful to be with me that her response is, thank you, mom, for the smallest things and for the biggest things. Right. Valley Mountain. Thank you for mm-hmm. helping me with my boo-boo. And thank you for taking me to get a piece of candy. All mm-hmm. of the, all of the things, right? There's just this because we hang, because we're together. There's an mm-hmm. attitude of gratitude that comes along with it.
0: Well, that's the truth for us. The more we're with the Father, and and frankly, He's always with us. Yep, that's He right. is always with us. The question right. is, how much are we with Him? How much that's are right. we noticing Him? That's uh, right. The more we notice Him, the more we find ourselves praising Him and clinging to Him. Yep, right, clinging to Him. Yep, no matter what yep. the circumstances it, are that Amen. we find ourselves in.
1: Yep, I think one quick final thought um for how to praise him on the mountaintop would would really just to get be in good spiritual practices and habits of praising him all day long right mm-hmm. <laughs> just like when you get up in the morning uh what is what is the mountain that god has done or moved yesterday in the morning 30 years ago whatever it might be find a reason to praise him for the mountain that he has brought you to in the past or perhaps you're standing in and then mm-hmm. before you say grace, right, what are you standing in that you can praise him for that where you have seen him provide the ram, be true to mm-hmm. his word, all those things. And before you go to bed, Deb, I was thinking about all the habits, especially we as women have before we go to bed, right? We mm-hmm. take off the makeup. We, we take have off many the earrings, right? We, t- we put our hair in the ponytail, whatever it might be, right? We have all these habits and yet why not have a spiritual habit there too? We don't have to just be natural make it Mm -hmm. supernatural. God, you have moved a mountain. And it may be, honestly, if you're in a hard time, you may have to look back a a few weeks or months or years ago, Mm -hmm. and maybe it's the same mountain you praise him for every single time. I bet Abraham praised him for that ram for the rest of his life. Right? Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. So I think that making that our habit really brings us to that place where we are the one, we are the Samaritan who comes back and says, thank you, God, I just praise you. Everybody else may not be praising you, but I'm going to praise you on the mountain um, because you've been so good.
0: You know, those habits of praising him on the mountain prepare you for the next valley. Mm-hmm. I think of my mom. She is a Bible teacher, a Bible study teacher, and she did a whole series, Laura, on gratitude. Mm-hmm. So she had a bunch of women. She did this whole series on gratitude and the importance of how that how it impacts your overall health your, your emotional health, your physical Mm -hmm. health, your spiritual health. So she teaches all this finishes the series and then gets diagnosed with breast cancer. Mm. And she said, it was like God had really reinforced those habits prior to a diagnosis that has a lot of question marks. Yeah. Right. Of where that's going to end up. And so when she had to walk through surgery and she had to walk through a lot of radiation and, you know, all of those questions year after year of hoping that your next mammogram is clean. Yep. Um. She said that she took a brand new journal and it became her journal of giving thanks. So she's, <laughs> she said some days she felt really lousy and, but she was going to come up with five things a day. And so she said they couldn't repeat each other. Mm, they were wow. five wow. new things each day. She did this for her entire treatment time wow. and beyond but when you can't praise God for the same things twice, yes, it, that's it right. forces you to look outside the box. <laughs> that's and true. I love how God prepared her, like what he taught her yes. to give praise on a mountain helped develop that intimacy even yes. more so that when she went through another valley, another hard place, she went through it stronger because she was in an intimate relationship with him. And um, then, man, God used that to teach a lot of other people through her story, the the ultimate joy, right, of praising the father, the more we praise him, it brings us closer. It it's just increases the intimacy with him. Now, that one guy, that one guy who had leprosy, no longer had it, he was the one that came back to thank God, but he was the one that came back and had more time with Jesus. That's right. That's The right. more we thank God, the more we find ourselves in That's his right. presence and hearing his heartbeat. You know, his perspective, his love for us. We see the supernatural, we see the miracles. And it, that lends itself to wanting to be in continual praise. So, where is, you know, they ask the question for each of us and our listeners where does this podcast find you? You know, where is, you're going to praise him anywhere. Where are you? Are you in the seasons of silence? Are you in the middle where you're waiting? Are you in the really hard place where God's saying, lay it down? Or are you in that really wonderful season where you're seeing God move? In each of these seasons, we we take our eyes off of focusing on our present circumstances and we look to the father who never changes and we praise him. Amen. It's the choice that you make. Sometimes Amen. it feels more like a sacrifice, but Amen. make it, let it become part of your daily routine and you will find yourself. Uh, Not as afraid of the hard times because you're going to feel that much closer to him. Uh, His presence is he's going to hear his voice better. You're going to be encouraged. You'll be strengthened uh, deep in your spirit if you're in the hard place. And so this praise is crucial, right? Praise leads the battle. And so praise is the, uh, the trumpets in the front of the Jericho march. Praise is what brings breakthrough. So no matter where your season is right now, make that your choice. Amen. Now we look ahead, right? December is right around the corner and we love to do something kind of focused in on the Christmas theme each year. And it's always different, right? It's always something different because the word of God is always alive. We're going to be focusing on the Prince of peace, right? The prophecy about Jesus's birth. As we look back in Isaiah seven, you might want to open your Bibles and get a head start. We're going to be focusing on our desperate need for peace and peace. Really, it's the desperate need for the Prince of Peace. Amen. It's a peace, the world that the world cannot give, right? Your little Christmas carols, hallmark shows and twinkle lights will not bring you peace. That's right. But the Prince of Peace has already come and he lives in you. That's right. So if you have been encouraged through this November series, of course, share it with your friends. But uh, until next week, enjoy eating your leftover turkey. And we look forward to having (laughs) you back with us Beyond the Building on our first week of December in our new series, The Prince of Peace.
1: That's right. That's right. God bless you. Thanks for being with us. Take care.
0: We believe that God will use what was shared to encourage you as you step into the more that he has prepared for you today. Thank you for joining us. Until next time, remember you were created for more.